sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. I'm Bryce Sparling. With me, as always, is my good buddy, my co-driver, Mr. Rat, Matt Ridgeway. Matt, Rat Rat Ridgeway. Rat Rat Ridgeway. Matt Ridgeway. Matt Ridgeway. It was the the, uh, Matt Damon coming out of me. (laughs) Matt Ridgeway. How you doing tonight, man? I am doing better than Denny Hamlin's championship hopes. Yeah, and we sort of teased this the past couple of weeks. I had Hamlin out of my final four, and yep. you said if Hamlin is out and a certain someone is this in. This is a worst case scenario for a certain someone. And it could not have happened in a more drama-filled way. Did we? I can't wait. We almost got ahead of ourselves just in the like we hit this lobby. We hadn't even started recording, and we were already <laughs> we were already in, into it. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. this. Is gonna be a fun episode. Let's uh, let's kick it off here. Yeah, let's knock out F1 first because it was arguably coming off the Coda race, Circuit of the Americas, one of probably the top five best races of the year. It was a fantastic race. They went to Mexico, uh, and it was an absolute snooze snooze fest. It was. Probably the least exciting race I've seen all year. It was Monaco without Monaco being what Monaco is. The like, prestige. Exactly. Yeah. If, if if you took the Monaco racetrack and picked it up and put it in, in Mexico, that is yeah. what the race was. It was terrible. Um, yeah. Max wins. Uh, Lewis comes in second, which is nice for the Mercs. It's nice to see the Mercs. Yes. Yeah, so all the Mercs are getting real close. Yeah. Yeah. And George Russell was, was uh, in the top three for a lot of the race. Uh, Lewis finished in second, and Sergio Perez finished on the podium. Uh, which so you, I were, you got that bet, right? Bingo, yeah. yes. You said yeah. that on the Friday's podcast uh, Yeah. So for the morning two, five. Good job. Two of my locks of the week, I hit. I hit, uh, I hit DeJounte Murray with 20 and a half points on Friday night. Oh, and then he's I heard, on fire. That was easy money. Yeah. And then Sergio Perez, uh, yeah, getting, a, uh, getting a, um, a podium. And I think that Constructors, I think that wraps uh, <clears throat> the Constructors up for Red Bull. Um, if they didn't already have it wrapped up, it's certainly wrapped up now. But uh, Mercedes, with that, with the uh, two-four finish, Mercedes is only forty points away from passing Ferrari to finish in second this year for the constructors. And Matt, if I would have told you that Merck is forty points off of Ferrari with two races to go when the season started, you'd have told me I was smoking something or on the ayahuasca that Aaron Rodgers likes to do. Yeah, they uh, they started very far apart. But you know, as we like to say, Ferrari's going to Ferrari. And I mean, I think everybody knew that Mercedes being behind was only going to last so long. You only had so long of a leash uh, to, to get ahead while you could because uh, they were going to start taking slack out and they've slowly but surely battled back. So they uh, F1 has a week off and then they go to Brazil and they finish up in Abu Dhabi. So two more races. The Constructors' Championship is already sealed up. Drivers' championships already sealed up. It's been some fun races. Hey, Daniel Ricardo uh, did fantastic this past weekend. Um, did he, he was, yeah, he was the he was the driver of the day. He <clears> finished <throat> um, he finished seventh and did uh, did an amazing amazing job in that McLaren a, a thing that he's not gonna possibly do next year. Still didn't have a ride, so 
Yeah, that sucks. I got that guy should be an F one, but that that's politics. Know. There's only twenty seats. It's it's unfortunate. I mean, it's the same thing with Nico Hulkenberg. I mean, Nico Hulkenberg is is good enough to be to have yeah. a uh, have a full time ride in F one. There's only twenty of them, you know. That's the other guy they're talking about for Haas. That sounds like Haas has had conversations with Hulkenberg um, about replacing Schumacher. I, hasn't the the Hulkenberg Magnuson pairing been? Oh done yeah, no, that's they, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. They, they have not always loved each other. That's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah, that's that's, that's where uh, that's the guy that Magnuson made the suck my balls comment. <laughs> that's what I thought in a live interview. <laughs> I thought there was a little history in between those two. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about. Look that one up. That one's worth watching if you want a little humor. Uh, Hulkenberg was mad about the way that he was being raced by Magnuson, so he came up and was sarcastically congratulating Magnuson while Magnuson's doing a live TV interview. On Sky. He's on oh, Sky. Yeah. Like yeah. he is on TV, and, and Hulkenberg interrupts it to uh, to castrate <laughs> uh, Magnuson on live television. And uh, Magnuson's response was, Suck my balls, mate. <laughs> and then. <laughs> It be what it be sometimes. Like, you yeah. just got to pop off. Like, so yeah, with, I'll be interested to see who gets that second Haas seat. Um, you know, Daniel Ricardo has been talked about, Nico Holkenberg, uh, Colton Herta from IRL. So, or not IRL, whatever IRL is, Indy Racing League or whatever. <laughs> Indy it's car. just Indy car. Yeah. Whatever the new name is, whatever the new acronym is, you know, the, the, the Professional Football League of America has a new acronym. So, you know, yes, what, uh, I heard what, about that as well. <laughs> I, yeah, you I, I love that. I love the. I'm here for all the pettiness in the world of stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's it. We we now call it the PAFL, the Professional mm. American Football League, and uh, that's that's what we'll continue to call it. But getting back to racing on this motorsports podcast, uh, like we said, F1 in Mexico, Max One, very boring. They have a week off. Brazil. I hope it's going to be exciting, and I love that track. They are talking about getting rid of that track, which would be a travesty, and it would essentially be like spitting on Ayrton Senna's grave if we got rid of that Brazil track, because it's legendary. Uh, yeah, and then, we, then we wrap up in Abu Dhabi. But that's that's all. We got the F1 out of the right way. Now let's get to the main dish, the main course. NASCAR. Where do you want to start? Let's, let's go ahead and start in the Xfinity series. Okay. What a freaking weekend uh, all across the board in NASCAR. Like, Ty, Ty holy Gibson, crap. Ty yeah. Gibbs won the Xfinity race. Ever. And, How do and you no feel controversy. about this? No yes. controversy whatsoever. No, no controversy at all. How? So how I do am, you tell me how you feel about Ty Gibbs winning? Thousand in, percent fine. Yeah. Thousand you, percent fine. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's a short track. He wrecked <clears> him, <throat> and I've seen Dale Senior do it six million times. Yeah. I'm completely fine with the way that he raced. It, it was coming down to the end. Uh, and he, he, I mean, that that was more than a little short track slide, you know, shuffle well, he, thing. He dumped him. Yep, thousand percent. Hey, we we saw we saw it happen to Terry Labonte at Bristol. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt sure. did it. Oh, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it at short tracks, tracks where you're not going 200 miles an hour. And I don't think most NASCAR guys are stupid enough to do it at 200 miles an hour, unless your name's not Bubba Wallace. Um, but you know, I, I'm fine. Yeah, a little short track dump and go. I, uh, I'm fine. I think a lot of people hate it because of who it is. Because of who it is, exactly. Right. right. Um, <clears throat> and and you said it's hard to pass at Martinsville, but yeah, I'm well, fine. That's, I'm with that's Gibbs cup did. cars. Xfinity cars because it's all it's still a four gear transmission. It's it's a little bit it's 
the shifting oh. in the cup cars with a five-speed transmission five-speed transmission which is going to come into play later in our podcast <laughs> a little foreshadowing there everybody knows by now like if you haven't if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what so we're going to spend the majority of you've been living under a rock about, yeah i don't i don't know why you're listening to us talk other than you can't reach the skip button i'll tell uh, you how i know it's a big deal billy sent it to me and yeah he doesn't watch any type of motorsports at all whatsoever Dude, and he I, sent it to me i can't wait to get to this um but we'll go back to uh ty gibbs so listen i don't have a problem with ty gibbs dumping brandon jones uh to win the race it outside but you have to look at the bigger picture here i think brandon jones is his teammate for one more race before brandon jones goes to jrm next year and ty gibbs is going to move up to the cup series in the 18 car so i understand there's no consequences to the situation in the long term but in the short term he is your teammate he is racing for the to get into the final four and you you already locked into the final four bryce if you are locked into the final four and we are racing in martinsville and you dump me just flat out dump me for the win i am i'm oh man it's gonna be bad i'm probably not gonna be a driver in nascar anymore and there may or may not be criminal charges filed Uh, i would would never do such a thing yeah well because you're a decent human being um and (laughs) (laughs) but i mean so like outside of outside of wrecking somebody for the win at a short track you know what guy again like you said i can't say it better than you seen earnhardt do it uh it's happened numerous times throughout nascar it is what it is sometimes that's how you got to get it done um but the bigger picture here it really would have been to play it smarter. I'm very glad that I am not a Joe Gibbs Xfinity racing fabricator because I would beat the living shit out of Ty Gibbs for doing that. That that cost that's that was fifty percent of the championship equation that you just removed. Now it is one Joe Gibbs racing car versus three junior motorsports cars for the championship at Phoenix. And guess what? The only teammate Ty Gibbs has got out there on the track is going to be at JRM next year and hates your guts. Like, I don't know who's going to win the championship this weekend at Phoenix and Xfinity. I can tell you it's not going to be. It's not going to be Ty Gibbs. No. Uh, that guy is going to have a really bad day. But you know what? It's, it's inconsequential because he's not going to learn anything from it. He's just going to roll right on. Um yeah, I mean, because he's moving up to the Cup Series. Would, does he want to win the Xfinity Championship? Sure. Does it make a difference in his life? No. He's going to be in the 18 car for Joe Gibbs Racing next year uh, when we grid at Daytona. So does he really care? No, he's not going to learn anything from it. But boy, will I enjoy, and I can't wait to hear the, hear the crowd reaction when that car is parked against an outside retaining wall at Phoenix. It's crazy how different it would be if Gibbs' last name was Earnhardt. Like if this if this was done by I don't know, man. That that Junior never did anything stupid like this. I mean, this kid because he usually wasn't battling for the lead at Martinsville. Uh, he won at Martinsville. Did he? Did he really? Yeah, he won at Martinsville. Uh, he has a he has a grandfather clock. But no, but I mean, this kid. I, I get I get your point. You're being devil's advocate, and I'm okay with that. But, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, 
I can't remember the last time we saw somebody this just flat out stupid like this. It was last week. Last week with it was, him. It was bubble. No, 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 no. It was bubble. Wall. Oh, with bubble. Was, Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah there's, that, there's been a rash of stupidity. Right. I feel like in in NASCAR this year, and I don't know if it's happening more nat this year yeah. than in the years past, just because I'm paying attention more this year, or if there actually has been a bit of an uptick in stupidity i feel like no, there absolutely has one because nascar has been more hands-off they're not going to do anything about ty gibbs um so there's nothing this is a has to be a self-policing sport and you've got guy but winning matters so much now that you can't retaliate you can't afford to retaliate well you've got denny hamlin who said he's going to end ross chastain's season at the op- most opportune time uh for weeks now and he's yet to do anything he's had several opportunities has done nothing about it it's just like we these guys race like idiots and they get rewarded for it because winning is all that matters and we've built up the stakes for this game seven moment where guys will do absolutely anything um short of accelerating towards an outside retaining barrier (laughs) and and then they get rewarded for it and we see in the, the championship four, if you'll excuse me, let me jump ahead for just a second while I'm making my point. The in our championship four. four for the final four in the Cup Series, you've got Joey Logano, one of the most aggressive drivers in NASCAR, reputation for extremely aggressive driving. Uh, Ross Chastain, an absolute bull in a china shop. Chase Elliott, extremely aggressive driver. I know his personality is as bland as paint, but when he gets behind the wheel of a race car, He'll wreck anybody out there uh, and drive, drive. I mean, he's a very aggressive driver. So, and the only guy left in the final four that's not is Christopher Bell. And Christopher Bell is like nothing. He is lukewarm water in the NASCAR Cup Series. He doesn't beige. make any waves or cause. Yeah, he is, a, he is the color beige. <laughs> it, is, it is not offensive, not aggressive, not anything. It is just, yeah. it is, it beige, just is. Beige Bell. That's um, his. That's but you know nickname. what? That guy, that guy might be the hottest one coming into Phoenix. So, oh, um, we'll, body? we'll get to that. But I'm just saying, nope. as to your point, is that it gets more aggressive. Uh, yeah, I think it has gotten more aggressive. And what's more, I think we're seeing that aggressive, the more aggressiveness rewarded. So, Pittsburgh just scored 30 seconds into the game. They're already up one nothing on uh, Boston. That's wow. the game that you picked to watch. It was just on ESPN. I, oh, okay. I, oh, yeah. I was seeing this in the CBJ uh, loss tonight, but uh, they didn't play, so no, they didn't lose yet. Oh, well, um, that's like a Buccaneers game. Yeah. 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 Sort of in the paffle. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed the Bucks not losing on Sunday because they lost on Thursday, and I didn't have to watch them lose on Thursday. <laughs> I Sunday. can enjoy football on, on yes. Sunday. Look at there. Yes. Perfect. It was nice. Lose on Thursday. I could enjoy football. I, get, oh. I enjoyed the Professional American Football League on Sunday. So Yeah, I watched a little bit of Falcons and Panthers before the Martinsville race came on, and understandably, with everything that was at stake, that was what I was – paying attention to so i had so many screens going i had football <clears throat> i had nascar i unfortunately had the f1 race on which was terrible uh, out of all of it nascar had the best weekend out of Dude. all the professional american football league games that i uh, watched yeah. um I'm, I'm not gonna argue with that it's rare that nascar has w's across the board but i yeah. man are, are you ready to get in the cup series because i'm i think oh we need to preview the final four which we did yes i guess Final four uh, in Xfinity. Uh, Noah Gragson 
Ty Gibbs, Josh Dingleberry, and Justin Allgaier. Yes. Who you got? Phoenix. Final race. Oh, I guess we need to preview the uh, the truck final race as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do need to do that. Um, all right. Oh, dude, while, I'm on the, while I'm on that subject, give me Noah Gregson. I just think I think he's the most deserving champion. I, I would like to see the most deserving guy win. Uh, I think there's no Ford to manufacture ally myself. Give me anybody but Ty Gibbs. The, all I want to see is Ty Gibbs' car backed into a fence and part and like him climbing out of it with it smoldering. That's It'll what I want to see. It'll probably yeah. happen. I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier. Like okay. Justin he is very, yeah. very good at Phoenix. Yeah. Very good at Phoenix. He has the second most top fives in the four <laughs> remaining. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Allgaier. Now in the camping world truck series, they didn't race this past weekend, uh, but they do race at Phoenix in their championship race. The final four are Ty Majeski, Zane Smith, all roads lead to Ben Rhodes and Chandler Smith. No relation to Zane Smith. Uh, I think Ben Rhodes is the most likely. Uh, again, I've already stated this on last week's podcast. I'm going to tow the party line and root for Zane Smith uh, and the Ford. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to go with Ty Majeski. That's okay. who I'm going to go with. Yeah, I like, yeah I, uh, that's- I like him. Uh, if you're rooting for the underdogs this weekend, if you want to see the guys that had to grind to get where they're at, you're rooting for Ty Majeski and Josh Berry uh, and Ross Chastain in the your three respective championships. Those are the guys that had to earn every bit of where they're at and didn't, still don't have to this day have the money behind them to fund their careers. They're they're doing it entirely, making the most on the opportunities they've been given. So, Matt, speaking of Ross Chastain this weekend, man, I saw a bunch of stuff on social media about the guy. He didn't he didn't win the race. He didn't lead a lap. You know, nothing special. Just fourth place finish. Nothing big. Yeah. I, nothing I mean, that is probably the most um, talk about fourth place finish in the history of NASCAR. Would you agree with that? I can't think of a single time in NASCAR's history when social media is as big as it is now, yeah, that they have had more eyes on NASCAR than the Ross Chastain move. I don't think yeah, it's ever I happened. Agree. I, uh, I agree uh, completely. I, and to tell you the, the God's honest truth, Bryce, I've been watching almost every race since 2005, and I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I think we saw motorsports history in real time as far as like all time NASCAR highlights go you're going to see the 1979 Daytona 500 finish and the crash and the fight in the infield you're going to see Dale Earnhardt's pass in the grass and the Winston Uh, I mean you're going to see Dale Earnhardt's 1998 Daytona 500 win you're going to see the finish to the 2001 Pepsi 400 you're gonna see Ross Chastain absolutely send it into the fence around the outside and and get the positions he needed to advance. Uh, I don't know. In the I don't know how that happened. I, I it seems like it defies all <clears throat> logic and physics. Like it I does. Just... Yeah, it does. And I mean, somebody said that, or somebody did the math and said that, like. He pulled five G's inside of that car at the speed and angle. He hit the wall and the, the 
the time and distance carry, like it is a minimum of five G's on his body. That's crazy. Like, which is like fighter pilot status. Like, yeah, that's Maverick. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, and there, I'm sure I'm talking no one here. I hope I'm talking no one. Everybody Ross knows. needs two positions on the last lap to beat Denny Hamlin and transfer into the final four. He's multiple car lengths back from the next position in front of him. Accelerates all the way back down the back straightaway towards three and four. Let's go of his wheel, kicks it to fifth gear, goes faster, enters the, the turn, which is a 60 mile an hour turn, somewhere in the vicinity of 125 miles an hour, puts <laughs> it against the fence and lets go of his steering wheel because it would have snapped his wrist like a twig and holds the gas wide open and uses the wall to rip his car around the outside of the track. And he comes like a heat-seeking missile. I mean, I have seen missiles travel slower towards their objective uh, than Ross Chastain <laughs> did towards that start-finish line. I I missed this in real time. I was watching the end of the race. I I did not. See, I saw the smoke and the clouds, and I heard the fans. I thought and, somebody wrecked. And, I, and then the next thing I know, Dale Jr. is screaming at me on my TV that, <laughs> <laughs> that he made it. And I'm like, who made what? I'm like, what? What just happened? Because I've been, I had just gone through a range of emotion, emotions. Like, I, my team came within six laps of transferring to the the final four, um, and so like, I'm I'm paying attention to multiple things. I just assume Ross Chastain is out. The last thing I'd heard is he's a couple car lengths back from the next car in in line. Basically, Denny Hamlin just has to not crash here. Um, and, he, and he gets thrown. And he transfers in. And, and instead, it's the guy who does crash on purpose yeah. who gets in. I want to hear your reaction to it. I I mean, I've broken it down, and I don't know how to describe it other than the, probably the most incredible thing I've ever seen in a racetrack in my lifetime. Well, Matt, before I describe it, let's uh, let's hear some exclusive in-car audio that we were able to pull. Now, this is, this is um, Ross Chastain his spotter and his crew chief talking back and forth on sort of strategy, what he needs and what he should do here to transfer over. Gotta get him? Yeah, I gotta get him. Beat two. Now what you do is this. When they slow down and if it turn four, just keep your foot on the gas and drive right by him on the outside. You told me nobody go to the outside on turn four. If you go to the outside, you can hold it. Keep coming. Keep coming. Hang up, man. Checkered flag. Nice and easy. Keep it up against the fence there. Talk to the boys. You made the transfer. You made the transfer, man. That was f***ing ridiculous, dude. That was wild, man. That was wild. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Not only was it one of the craziest moves I think I've ever seen on a racetrack, it was one of the craziest moves to get him into the playoffs. And it was the craziest move and probably the most viral video NASCAR has ever had. Yes. And it wasn't for the win. He didn't win a championship. Yeah. He didn't win nope. the race. He nope. just finished in fourth. 
But exactly. What hit meant and the fact that he did it through turns three and four at Martinsville when you should only be going 60 miles an hour and he was doing 120 and just riding wall. This, folks, this is stuff you would do in like NASCAR Heat 2000 when you needed to pass a lot of guys. Like you would just floor it and ride the wall the entire way around the track. And, you know, there was no damage. You turn the damage off and you can go 300 miles an hour around the turns at Bristol. Like that, this is video game stuff. This is not stuff you see in real life. And somehow Ross Chastain pulled it off. I don't know how. It was the most amazing thing I think I have ever seen on a racetrack in my entire life. And folks, I have wa- I have watched a ton of NASCAR. Might be the greatest move ever made. Uh, I agree. For a, a couple points that I thought of while you were talking, um, fastest lap in Martinsville history. He. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but but um, Christopher Bell, the race winner, his lap last lap of the race was a twenty something, twenty something. Ross Chastain's last lap time, last recorded lap time of the race was an eighteen eight, a full two seconds at a quarter mile track. Eight. That's I, that's almost. I mean, it literally defies logic. That is absurd, dude. How insane it was. Um, As far as viral goes, uh, yeah. When for all you need to know for you know our F one guys is Fernando Alonso retweeted this, and when F one guys are paying attention to what's happening in NASCAR, it's uh, it's It's usually yeah, it's big. Whatever it is, they posted it on the formula one subreddit on reddit yeah. they posted I, the nascar clip yeah dude i people the whole world is talking about this today and it's a good thing it's not nascar embarrassing themselves with penalties it's not i know we talk all the time on this podcast about the joke that is the playoffs but we're gonna give that a little bit of a rest now because while i still agree that that this is not a system that rewards the most deserving champion. This moment right here, not just validates, but it, it ensures that this is the format for NASCAR going forward. So if you had any hope of a return to a Winston cup style point system, that's gone because this, this moment right here has locked in this style um, transfer forever. The drama that went into the, oh, the yeah. last laps. Yep. Uh, we had this, you know, the, we thought the Roval was crazy. And the, the this was NASCAR's Game 7 moment that they needed. You had a high roll like they wanted it to. Yes, you had a walk-off win by, uh, for a second uh, round in a row, the same driver, that had to win both races to continue his um, playoffs win again and then you had a driver out of sheer desperation make the most insane incredible I don't even know where he thought of such an idea well he said I don't know how, why, why did that pop in his head like this would work like that I would never think he, of that uh, yeah I don't know I mean uh, I, I don't know it definitely would not have worked with a steel body car from last year uh, it would have pancaked the right side. It would have cut down both right tires immediately, uh, and you would have come limping and crawling back to the start-finish line. 
but something in his head i don't know that's not something you think of on the fly for sure that's something you have planned in the back of your mind for just such an occasion um i I don't know maybe ross Chastain is playing chess while we're all playing checkers i don't know if he could think that far ahead (laughs) i don't know i'm browsing through the lap times Mm -hmm. of all the finishers and from what I can tell, about the best lap that I've seen so far is a 23-3-0 by Ryan Blaney. It's the best lap I can find right now. There might be more, but these are a lot of numbers, and my head's starting to get hurt. Um, so a 23-3-0 is the best lap I can find right here, and Ross Chastain beat that by a full second and a half, 18-8-4-5. Yes. A track 18, record. And, and Christopher Bell's final lap was a 20.512, almost yes. two seconds. Ross Chastain almost went two seconds faster He's, than him. Um, yeah. At a tiny yep. track. Yep. I think the big question for me after this race is, did we see a new strategy for qualifying around Martinsville? No, because it, he destroyed the suspension and everything. And you would, you would, the amount of repairs you would have to make to the car, you would forfeit that starting position and start from the back. So there'd be, oh, there'd be gotcha. absolutely no gain. Uh, for that. I mean, that that is a, the situation we saw this play out in, is the only feasible like he couldn't have even done that in one and two because that car was destroyed you yeah. saw like he i mean as soon as he crosses the finish line it's it's limp hobbling into the wall again like, now that we know that is an option are we going to see that at more tracks when they're tra- trying to pass for the lead through three uh, and four somebody's going to try it <laughs> i don't know where it'll work where it won't but somebody's going to try it that's i'm trying to think of other tracks where this will work at like I can't think of one. Possibly Darlington. Maybe. I think maybe Darlington off of three and four. This this is feasible. You think Homestead? Um, you think you do it off the Homestead's three and four? No, because of the angle that the wall comes back. It's not a trioval. You're going to need a... Oh, well, yeah. neither is Darlington, but Darlington is kind of... You know what? If it's going to work at Darlington, it might work at Homestead too, so... Uh, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of other like smaller tracks that are sort of Dover Martinsville esque. Um, those are the ones I can think of though that would be that it might work at. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, we've seen people try this before. Uh, Larson did try it at Homestead one year, and it didn't work. And Carl Edwards tried this at I think California or Las Vegas. It was out <laughs> on the West Coast. He uh, dive bombed it just kamikaze did into three and four trying to make a pass for the lead and it it also didn't work um but <laughs> he he got out you know, it, it was worth a shot like it it may have been the most gutsy attempt uh to date until one ross chastain um <laughs> has taken the uh, the all-time it'll, it'll go down in history of, as the greatest, yeah, the greatest race. yes the greatest yeah. pass ever I mean, he passed four cars. He needed two. And and it was the most desperate and greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just incredible. So after Ross Chastain made those insane passes on the last lap, the last two turns, he actually knocks out Denny Hamlin. Uh, Denny Hamlin is the is the car he passed for fourth, knocking out Denny Hamlin, which we sort of said was a nightmare situation for Ross Chastain because Denny Hamlin now has nothing to lose and Ross Chastain will not finish the race at Phoenix. Yeah, I I believe that. Uh, I mean, if you're, I will lose a lot of respect for Denny Hamlin if he does not 
wreck Ross Chastain deliberately at Phoenix. Or, I mean, even if he doesn't make it, he's those two cars have to come together in contact. And maybe whatever happens on the backside, so be it. Um, But, yeah, uh, Denny Hamlin, now's your time. Like, you, this guy has been a thorn in your side all season. You've said out loud publicly that you're going to deal with him and his driving style, and his driving style has just ended your playoff run. I mean, step up. Let's not forget, Denny Hamlin still does not have a championship. Do you think, how do you think you could sleep at night if you have a Hall of Fame career like Denny Hamlin? Three Daytona 500s, I mean, 20 plus, maybe 30 plus race wins, no championships, but Ross Chastain is might have one. Uh, i tell you what, the more I would think about this if I were Danny Hamlin, the more I'd keep that man from winning a championship at all costs on Sunday. Well, Matt, I would tell you how I would sleep if I was <laughs> Danny Hamlin, Hall of Fame racer with no championship. With uh, your eyes very, closed? Very soundly very with my yeah. eyes closed. Yeah, very comfortably. The man is worth $65 million. Yes. But there is a reason Denny Hamlin is in the position he is in, and there's a reason I am in the position I am in. To be a grade A driver like Denny Hamlin is, Hall of Famer, there is a drive inside of you where he is not motivated by money. I mean, if I was worth $65 million, there's no way in hell I'd get into a race car. I would, you know, be sleeping and fishing all day. I've already said if I won the lottery, you would know because I I would buy a crappy house on the beach in Florida and I would buy a shrimp boat. And that's all I would do all day. At, At one point, Denny Hamlin had the biggest house on Lake Norman on waterfront property. Really? I don't know if that's still the case, um, but but yeah, at one time Denny Hamlin had the biggest house on. Yeah, but like you said, uh, I that's what I would be doing as well. Yeah, uh, I would be a useless human being. I would contribute Bingo. nothing to the world. Right there. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, but to your point, the this is what he cares about, and this is how. Speaking to that, this is why I think he's got to deal with it the way he's going to deal with it. What do you think Ross Chastain's net worth is? Uh, a couple hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> uh, Ross Chastain's whatever approximate the going price of watermelons are. By the his approximate price. net worth right now is under a million dollars. That was my guess. It doesn't even say how much it is. It just says under a million dollars. It has the little less than <laughs> sign, and it has one million. I did. It's, I not say that. I called. It's that. so low they actually don't even. Re- what do you think Jeff Gordon's is? That's pretty interesting. I like this. Uh, Jeff Gordon's in line to inherit Hendrick Motorsports. He his is probably upwards of Denny Hamlin's. Oh, oh yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gordon's net worth is in excess of two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yes. Like Holy I said. smokes. That's pretty uh, cool. His annual salary is between twenty and thirty million dollars. Just for just for giggles, what is what's juniors? Dale Earnhardt Juniors? Yeah. That, yeah, that's interesting. Dale Earnhardt Jr. net worth. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s net worth is You think this million. is gonna be the most? Seventy million. Really? Yeah. He's lower than he's lower than Gordon. Interesting. Oh no 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 no! What what is seven hundred million? Do you miss a zero there? Oh, why does this? No, there's two different. Oh, that's Dale Earnhardt Senior. Oh, 
juniors is three hundred and twenty million. Okay, so yeah, we are. That makes more sense. The highest. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, he he's definitely the highest. The only other person I can think of would be more is maybe Richard Petty. No. You don't no, think he's, he's high, You don't think he's no. higher? I don't think anybody in NASCAR will have a higher net worth than Dale Jr. Anybody associated with NASCAR. That's like yeah. Jim France and everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, accord- yeah, his uh, Petty's net worth is only $65 million. Yeah, that sounds about wow. right. Wow. He, he's not Jim, much higher than Denny Hamlin. What's Jim France now that Jim we've gone France. down the rabbit hole? Does he, run, does he run NASCAR now? Yes. Jim France. Jim France net worth one point eight billion. Okay, <laughs> Jim France is a billionaire. Well, okay. Well, if we're talking billionaires, go. Where, where's my man Gene Haas at? Gene Haas. Well, he can't hire a good driver, so I doubt he's. I doubt he's very well off. I can't spell Gene apparently. Uh, Gene Haas's net worth is only two hundred fifty million. No, that's not right. That is what this one says. Okay, well, that's not. That must not be being in the offshore accounts. They've been uh, they've been spot on with. Every, hold on, let me let me check this one. If this is right, then Genos is a billionaire, so he can't only be worth. Yeah, a I, don't, I don't know. It's this doesn't say he's a billionaire. I, this looks pretty spot on. I mean, it says Jeffrey Epstein's uh, net worth is nothing now because he got murdered. So, <laughs> I mean, this looks pretty spot on. I I don't know. You know, it's hard to it's hard to like. It is. That, it's all that's all guessing anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Especially with rich people, what were like we talking about everything. before. Oh, Denny um, Hamlin. Oh yeah, we were talking about racing yeah. on our motorsports podcast. Yeah, that was our weekly tangent, and it was sort of racing related. So we're doing. It was. We're yeah. doing better this week. We haven't really talked about the PAFL that much. A little bit of NHL talk. Yeah, our tangents have been uh, reined in this yeah. week. So. Yeah, Denny uh, Hamlin's out. The four guys who make it through, whoever still have a shot at the championship are Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, and Chase Elliott defending. Oh, no. Chase Elliott won it last year, right? Or did Kyle Larson win it last year? Kyle Larson won it last year. Elliott was the year before, right? Correct. Yeah. So who got? Who got this weekend at Phoenix, man? One race to decide them all. One race to bring them all. One race to bind in, in the darkness, bind them, I think. I, like I, you know, this answer is not going to surprise anybody. I'm going to toe the party line. And I'm going to say, Joey, I'm going to root for Joey Logano. Do I really care who wins the championship? Not at all. I think there could be a case made for all of them. Um, I think Ross Chastain wants it the most. I think Christopher Bell is the most clutch. I think Joey Logano is Joey Logano. And I think Chase Elliott has the has had the best, best season and is the most deserving. Um Joey Logano, by, by saying he's Joey Logano, I mean, he knows he's stolen a championship before. So this is not new territory. Like, he would not be a deserving champion or have had a deserving season of a championship. Um, but that has not stopped him before. He has is, he is, uh, w- made it to the Final Four, I think, one time. And he has one championship to show for it. So I can't say I'd be surprised if he went two for two. Um, yeah, I... Three of the four, well, two of the four, I don't personally enjoy too much. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, out there. And uh, the other two, I'm kind of just indifferent to. You know what? 
I'm, I'm going to take Joey Logano. I'm going to give you a better reason, Bryce. You want my reason? I'm taking Joey Logano. Hit me with it. What do you got? The Logano family owns the ice skating rink that Carter plays hockey at. Oh, so, no way. So we're basically family with the Loganos. Um, we're if, basically best friends. <laughs> if you, for those that don't know, um, Joey Logano's sister, Brittany Logano, is like a Olympic skater and hockey player and coaches skating, ice skating, figure skating, and hockey. Um, there, the Logano family owns it. So, yeah. Uh, I'll take Joey Logano both because he's in a Ford and because he's the only one that I have even close to a somewhat personal connection with. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott uh, <clears throat> because I also have an, a, a close personal relationship uh, with the Elliott family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you hang out they, with Chase. They are from Georgia and I am also <clears throat> from Georgia. So, yeah. Pretty much like best friends. I mean, yeah. Say, you know, sort of. We hang out on Sundays, watch the PAFL league. Uh, so, you know, we're pretty, I'm going with Chase Elliott. He's, he's, it's a Hendrick. Uh, he's a good driver. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with him. I guess at Phoenix. He would. He would. De- he is the most deserving. His season. He has been the best car all year. He would be the most deserving champion. If it was between Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott, who would you root for? Chase Elliott. Because I'm no from Georgia and he is from Georgia, ah, okay, okay. and I can get past our personal differences. Uh, I I cannot stand Chastain, man. I will take my hat off in yeah. reverence and awe and it's give you a moment. But on, I man. still I still cannot stand guy's, the guy. Guy's talented. One he of the is. best racers in NASCAR. I, I have nothing bad to say about his talent or his drive. Good driver. His, his will to win. No, yeah. not driver. I can talk all kinds of crap about how I was driving because <laughs> it is, he is a bull in a china shop. And oftentimes my cars are the china shop. Uh, he, he is an idiot. He races like a complete <laughs> jackass all of the time. But you know what? That, that attitude is exactly what got him here. That's what you need, so man. Look at that. I can't, I can't even hate. I'm not, I don't hate. I just, you know, he, he's not my cup of tea. Um, but, <laughs> But he is certainly flavorful tea for those people. That, he's like an Arizona tea. He's like a tall boy is, Arizona tea. Is, you, what yeah. is a spiked tea? A twisted tea? He's like a, twisted tea. He's, yeah, he's Mike's yeah. hard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so this weekend we talk about it. Phoenix. All four series are at Phoenix this weekend. We have the camping four. world. Yeah, four. That's right. The Menards cards. We have the Menards cards, okay. baby. Let's you know, go. we always preview them. We tell you when they're on. We haven't reported post-race on the Menards card. I don't even know where the hell to find that at. Like, it's not even on NASCAR.com. They have the I schedule. Tell but... you, I couldn't tell you one ARCA winner all season. And this is the Menard, the Menards Cards West. Is that a different division than this uh, ARCA West? Yes, ARCA West is different. Um, but it's kind of convoluted. People... Th- that are racing for a championship will run both. So, okay, all right, there we go. Uh, Camping World Truck Series eight oh five practice will be there. No <laughs> radio, no streaming, uh, no TV coverage. So if you want to go, eight oh five. What did I say? You said eight oh five a.m. p.m. on Friday. Uh huh. No, Thursday. Thursday. Excuse me. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm yes. like they're gonna practice twenty minutes before they race. Why not? I mean, no I as well. Go yeah. for it. 
Uh, and then the Menards cars come out at 9.30 on Thursday night for the practice and qualifying Friday afternoon. We have the Menards cars at 2.30 p.m. They set off in the Desert Diamond Casino <laughs> West Valley 100. My God, can that name get any longer? <laughs> That'll be on Flow Racing and MRN. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series qualifies at 6 p.m. on FS1. The Xfinity Series uh, has their first practice at 7.05 on USA Network on Friday night. And then the NASCAR Cup Series at 8.05. They practice on USA right after the Xfinity Series cars. Camping World Truck Series race at 10 p.m. And the Lucas Oil 150 on FS1. That is a proper race name. Thank you. Uh, the Xfinity Series at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. They have qualifying on NBC Sports Network. It's on the cock. Uh, and then NASCAR Cup Series at 3.30. They qualify on USA. And then Saturday night, 6 p.m., the Xfinity Series races in the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship on USA, which no one will watch because Georgia, Tennessee will be on. Exactly. Uh, and, and then on Sunday at 3 p.m., the NASCAR Cup Series has their NASCAR Cup Series Championship on air. And that's the schedule. There you go. So in any of the three races, the trucks, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series, will the person that wins the championship win the race? Um, the Cup Series is a 100% guarantee. Yeah. Like, I, I'll, I'll give you another guarantee is that Chase Elliott's car fails pre-race inspection. Oh. And he has to start from the back. Hendrick oh. Motorsports will bring the most illegal car in NASCAR history to this race. And they will flaunt it in your face. They don't care. Will they you put that little piece of tape over the grill? Like you uh, they'll do whatever the hell they please, Bryce. They they are Hendrick Motorsports. And even if they lose, if even if NASCAR had the the gall, <laughs> the unmitigated gall, <laughs> to disqualify Hendrick Motorsports championship winning car. We all know the appeals board will overturn that and give it back to Chase Elliott. Fans so, would burn every single NASCAR track to the ground. Yeah, well, I hope so. But um, but no, it. all four of those cars will be the most illegal cars in the history of NASCAR this weekend. Um, that's You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to like it. You can ignore what I'm saying if you don't want to hear it. Uh, one of them will win the race for sure. They'll be running one, two, three, four at certain points during this event, yeah. uh, if not finished there. Do um, they have a do they have a wall around the track at Phoenix? There is a wall around the track at Phoenix. Yeah, Damn, it's, I should have took Ross Chastain. It's blue. Uh, They're gonna get rid of walls now, so nobody can do it. That's what. That's yeah. the next step in NASCAR. No yep. walls. Oh, oh, we got a little scuffle here. And the uh, Boston Bruins versus Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, that's a. You're not supposed to hit the goalkeeper like that. That's a. It's not good. I wonder what that goalkeeper's name is. Probably can't connect, pronounce it anyway. It's probably something Russian. Ruski Joe or something. Ruski Joe. Yeah. You got anything else to add tonight, man? Uh, yeah. I got asked to answer one question live on the podcast. I guess um, somebody wants to hear my misery. They asked me if I would talk about whether or not I was disappointed that Chase Briscoe has been eliminated uh, from the playoffs and did not advance to the championship four. Um, so let me yes. pose let me pose this question to you, Bryce. If I told you, if you were me, okay, 
and you that's that's your car. And I told you I'm a fortune teller, and I'm going to tell you with 15 laps to go in this race under green flag conditions, Chase Briscoe will be the leader of the race, and Cole Custer will be in second place. I will tell you, I guarantee you nothing before that or nothing after that, but I'll guarantee you that. Do you take it or not? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's at, at that point in time, that is sort of like being up like 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl with two minutes left in the third quarter. Well, I mean, it's not. There's no way you lose it, right? It's not that guaranteed because, you know, for any, you know, everybody knows that we pulled a Hail Mary there by leaving Chase out on no tires. You had on, to. On, uh, you had to. Yeah, you that had was, to. That was the only chance we had at that point. Unfortunately, our very first pit stop took us out of competition for the majority of the day. Uh, Chase never. Chase has had one of the best pit crews all year. Uh, I won't knock them. Sometimes the lights get a little too bright. And, and when all the pressure was on, unfortunately, one person made a mistake. And it, it really, really, really could have been it it could have cost us the race but it didn't because it cost us the strategy it didn't cost us the race because johnny was able to put that car back to the front of the field to take the lead and from 35 laps to go to six laps to go chase briscoe fought for dear life and and looked like he was gonna make it for a minute so am i disappointed sure do I have any regrets or is a no like you know we gave it our, our best shot we gave it hell that's all you can do that's all NASCAR is these days uh, it wasn't our game set off um, but what but, were you more disappointed in Chase Briscoe not making mm-hmm. it to the final four or Kevin Harvick not making it well I mean I'm gonna say Harvick but it's not because Harvick didn't control his own fate yeah. Harvick had Car- Harvick had a car catch on fire while he was running inside the top 10 through, you do. through, through nothing. Yeah. yeah. Spontaneous happens. combustion. Sure. It happens. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there was one of those, the, the, the wreck. Did he got caught up in a Ross Chastain wreck, didn't he? He did. He got yeah. had a Bubba, Bubba Wallace and Ross Chastain. Bubba Wallace. Yep. Yep. That's uh, what it was. Racing each other like complete idiots. And Harvick had to you lift to avoid contact. Uh, and when he did, the car stepped out on him, and 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 it crashed. And uh, that's just a product of racing. I'm not mad at either Wallace or Chastain. They they were going harder than they needed to, but that's exactly what you expect from both of those drivers. And it's why Harvick lifted because he saw that coming. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it just it just a racing situation. So, um, yeah, but oh, so, but it is what it is. So. And Harvick's been good. Like he ran inside the top ten. I'm not sure he's been good enough to win a championship, but I would have liked to have seen him at least not make it on performance and not have his it taken away from him him for no fault of his own. So, um, like Chase, Chase, did he deserve to be a champion? Absolutely not. I think his average finishing position is like 17th, Um, but. Those guys fought like hell. Johnny's a hell of a crew chief, and I don't. Chase Briscoe is not going to go away. Like he should be, he should have won three or four races this year, 
and, and has been in contention late, they'll settle in. They'll get it dialed in. They won't always qualify in 25th and have to race like dogs to get into the contention. Uh, I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed because I think, you know, I, I'm competitive. That's why I'm disappointed. Not because I think we could have done anything better or different or wrong. If you if you're not disappointed, I think you probably shouldn't be in a competitive sport. You shouldn't be working yeah, in yeah. a sport that's competitive. You know, um, if you come away with this season, happy. You know, I don't want to say happy, but you no, know, not satisfied with with where y'all yeah. ended up. I, I think yeah. that's probably in the wrong sport. No matter what I'm you at, do at that company, you know. I am absolutely not satisfied. I am damn proud of my company, and I would not do this with anybody else. Joe Gibbs could not pay me infinite amount of money to go work on Ty Gibbs's car. Uh, I will, what about your buddy Rick Hendrick? I will, well, I probably not. They're too polished, too buttoned down. At Stuart Haas, I wear a t-shirt. I don't, it's not tucked in. I don't have to shave ever if I don't feel like it. Like, I can have his tattoos all over my body. I can look like I can just come off a prison jumpyard. At Stuart Haas Racing, if it does not make race cars go faster, it does not matter. And I will grind with these guys for as long as I'm allowed to work there. So is that what goes on at Stewart House Racing? <laughs> grind with these <laughs> probably poor choice of words. <laughs> uh, but but you know what? Uh, I stand I stand on that. Like it is a grind. Does that, it does that friction make the car go faster? <laughs> is it the heat? No, the, you, no you actually want you want some sort of lubricant so that the friction <laughs> friction is not ideal on a race car. You want smooth and slick. <laughs> are you done? Are you quitting? All right. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think next week will probably be our last podcast for the year, yeah. I would think, Matt. I'm, um, I'm planning that as well. Yeah. We uh, we have. There's two more F1 races left, but they're, the season's care. over. No. Yeah. Um, and NASCAR will be over after this week, and then indycar they don't start up again until next year so this will probably be our we'll, last uh we'll last be back track in talk. february yeah february we'll we'll hit up in, in february and i'll post uh i'll post a couple of a uh, couple tweets and everything letting everybody know um and and keep sending the questions in we'll compile the questions over the off season maybe if, if we have a bunch of questions maybe we can have just a q a podcast where yeah. we hop on here for 30 minutes and ask a bunch of dumb questions and stuff that people have asked us Dude, that so. would be per- let's plan for that let's plan around yeah. like January first week in January, send me every question you've ever had about NASCAR. Uh, we'll compile them. Send some for Bryce so he doesn't feel left out. So give him something to answer. Um, uh, what we'll do is if anybody asks Matt a technical question that Matt you, will know, you can go first. I'll answer it first, and I'll like give it. you I'll give you the stupid answer here that will make no sense, and then Matt will actually tell you what the correct technical term is so yeah we'll do that but yeah we'll we'll think of something yeah maybe around like you know january early january after the turn of the year we'll uh we'll reconvene and do a little little one-off q a uh track talk section i'll um i'll ask the three people that i know that listen to this podcast most, <laughs> most of my family hates most of my family hates racing now so oh, that's their why yeah that's your fault NASCAR i saw great. a tweet that said um it, it made me think a lot of racing and baseball. The tweet said, uh, "Watching postseason baseball is um, the equivalent of watching. It's like watching a loved one try to defuse a bomb." 
<laughs> it's it's very boring very and steady, but you're I mean any it's can go catastrophically wrong uh, or right at any moment. And but that's I have kind a, of like racing. I have a long list of complaints about baseball. <laughs> the first complaint is it's too damn long. It's so long. Oh, it's well, so it's long. I think Fox is gonna do a lot to improve that next year. I'm kind too. of a, I'm kind of a fan. I'm tired of and you know what? It's as much batters as it is pitchers. I'm tired of seeing batters step out of the batting box after every pitch and adjust their gloves and put their bat on the ground and reach down and get dirt on their gloves and wipe it off and then touch their helmet three times and step back into the batter's box but clean their cleats off at the same time. Like, take a pitch, throw it back to the pitcher, and get ready to pitch another pitch. I got you right here, Matt. I know mm-hmm. how to fix baseball. Billy hates it. Most people hate it. Most most baseball purists hate it. But I love it. He's going to save baseball. So I am put, a baseball purist, so let's go. Two-hour clock on the game. Two hours, nope. boom. I'm done. already out. I'm Finish already out. Game. You, yep. If you hit two, if you two See hours. next week. <laughs> seven, or if you don't hit if you don't hit the two-hour clock, seven innings. No reason no. to play nine. Seven. Absolutely not. Get seven out of innings. here. This Cut is the blast- season in half. This is blasphemous, and you should be burned at the stake, Bryce. 81 games. Cut the cut yeah. the uh, cut the schedule in half. Oh my God, you're Only killing four, me! Four teams make the playoffs. That's it. Four teams make the playoffs, and uh, the 81 and games you mostly play. Every your inning with bases loaded, and you have to throw underhanded. Good night. Listen, listen. That's not a bad idea. We can we can throw that we can throw that on the docket. We can vote on that. I'm telling you guys, this is. I got I got one that you might like. I got I got a fix for the home run derby. Not that it needs to be fixed because it's really good, but I got I got something that's gonna amp the home run derby up. Yeah, okay, you're gonna fix the one thing that ain't broken about the sport. Good job. Matt, Matt, listen to me. <laughs> what? Metal bats. I'm fine with that. Dude. Yeah, because it like it'd be less inclined to screw up their swing and everything. Like yeah. it's cause it'd be completely different. So and a bunch of bunch of safety stuff has to go into effect. Uh, we have to we have to kind of change the way we do the home run derby. Can't be people on the field, etc. Uh, but metal bats, bring metal bats. Let's see what they can do with a. Let's see what they can do with an aluminum cat nine, just swinging the piss out of it. You know, metal bats, and they and they work on these metal bats. The stadium, it would be a big deal. Yeah, it'd be it'd be seven hundred. It is seven hundred feet. All right, I'll give all shot. the things you proposed. Congratulations, you fixed the one thing that wasn't broken. Boom! There we go. That's why I'm a mechanic. I can fix stuff that's not broken. Boom. That sounds like a manager. Yeah, mechanic, manager. They both start with them. It's the same thing. There we go. We'll we'll have another talk. We'll wrap this up, and we'll reconvene next week. How does that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you all next week on Track Talk. Same time, same place. <laughs>